We've been uh, on for a minute. Yeah. But I'll sway oh, have we? if we're ready. Damn yeah. it. Again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to have to erase that herpes part. I think I might do this whole episode in Christopher Walken's voice. So, if anybody has got an issue with the host, it's a good show. Uh, (laughs) It just goes to show. And uh, now she catches more fish than I do, so I'm grown to regret that. That does sail. Probably, I was very, very fat. I I mean, I was at least five pounds heavier um, then than I was now. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Another uh, podcast we're going to bring to you today, episode 89-ish. Give or take. Yeah, we're still working on some uh, to get to get uploaded, but uh, mm. uh, we have with us today um, Nate Aloysius Bailey, who's just returned to us from uh, pillaging the Northeast in Nova Scotia on a Harley ride. Yep. So we're happy to have him back. Good to be back. Saddle sore? No, not really. How was the hiney? You were walking pretty funny, so. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little chafing. That's to be expected. Uh, <laughs> to be expected. 2,000 uh, plus miles. Take your toll. You did 2,600 miles on a bike. 2,600. Not a bicycle. A <laughs> hard. Uh, motorbike. Motor, motorbike. Correct. Yeah. That's you, strong, man. That's a yeah. strong pull. That's, uh, we did five U.S. states, three Canadian provinces. Yeah. That's badass. No big deal. No That's big deal. That's very cool. Very also cool. joined by Jake the Snake. He is a... Uh, Blessed us with his defined jawline <laughs> again. <laughs> Happy to have him. And uh, a new guest, um, Troy Haslip? Haslip? Wow. Haslip? I think it's, ha- it's actually Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Hasselback. Samsonite. Samsonite. Indeed. Uh, Troy, how do you pronounce your last name? Haslip. 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 So there's a space in there. Well, there could be if you want. <laughs> I mean, it, it, for... Annunciation Persian. Annunciation Purposes. <laughs> gotcha. It's got a hit gotcha. <laughs> So we're, we're, uh, we're stationed at, uh, out of Watershed Fly Shop. Troy is the, uh, the owner-operator. Um, Corvallis, Oregon. We're, we're, this is Corvallis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're in Corvallis. I thought yeah, we were no, in Eugene. There you. was some long, long-haired, uh, which is weird <laughs> because I'm kind of from this area. And it, it's, uh, is it migrating north? Is that, is that a thing? Yes, indeed. That's okay. the... Uh, yeah, that's you know, there is a kind of famous fly shop down there, but uh, yeah, we're trying to overtake. In Eugene, I know. Oh, I thought Believe those guys were out of business. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I got my wires crossed. Well done. Huh. Well done. Huh. <coughs> Watershed, big deal. Big oh yeah, it is. Sure, yeah, man. it is. Well, thank you for inviting us to your domicile, your dojo. Yeah. You're <laughs> yes. Anytime. It's a pretty sweet cot you got in the back there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you're a fly shop owner. You <laughs> yeah. A lot of you long lose your house in my shop. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, so, I got a great idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to be you guys rich. fit into a 300 square foot room back right, there. Right, right. How important <laughs> is clean water to you? No, I get it. <laughs> so Troy, so Troy for I mean, I know that the foot traffic there is huge, but for the for the local folks and uh, the people out there across the world that haven't made it in your shop uh, give us a quick rundown introduction of yourself please sir. introduction of myself troy Hayslip, uh true redneck fly fisherman okay 
Um, grew up throwing worms, throwing spinners, uh, fishing little creeks for trout. And uh, boy, it wasn't until I think my last year of college, which was 10 years ago, that I got into fly fishing. And so, um, you know, I, I felt the tug of a big ornery rainbow trout and I thought this is something I could uh, I could get into so I let my wife know that uh, I was gonna need to buy a fly fishing pole not a fly rod fly fishing, no, pole. Fly fishing pole yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah um, that's how it all started and then it ended it, it ended it hasn't ended yet hopefully but uh, it, <laughs> I'm here I own a fly shop this yeah seems a little insane Awesome. Well, I'm sure you're the envy of a lot of a lot of guys out there, yeah. including myself, in regards to the shop. Not so much the looks, but you know, <laughs> you know. What I mean. <clears throat> so the idea is here is Troy, Troy doesn't know this yet, but this is kind of episode one of Infinity uh, in regards to fly fishing. So uh, in we're just few, fishing too. Yeah, I mean, let's. Fishing. Yeah, I mean, the guys. Let's cross really the aisle. Let's let's reach our hands across the aisle, guys. You know? Yeah, we yeah guys. I'm a fly fisherman. We'll this morning, we'll guess what I did? Down. This morning. Is it? Can we say it? Can we say it? What? No, you can't. I, have I will say it. I will say it. There's nothing appropriate about what you're going to say. <laughs> okay. <But> True. <laughs> what I what I did this morning is I took two little boys out <laughs> like fishing. I said, can we? <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> uh, I took two little boys out fishing with worms. Yeah. Come on. Caught some bluegill. Tore it up. Totally. Good times. Totally. So, not necessarily a purist <clears throat> here. I have a little bit of a hard time throwing the bead. Not gonna lie, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it yeah. is effective. I'm not gonna, yeah. not gonna beat up on the bead. Anyhow, yeah. go ahead. No, so, so that's a good point. You know, I'm sure. You know, as uh, episodes, you know, move along, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll we'll probably break down some barriers. We'll talk about some perceptions, and uh, potentially, uh, you know, bring some some information to the forefront that might change some people's perception of you know fly fishing. Yeah, hopefully. So this is one of many. Um, so 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 Jake, uh, I, I, before we move any farther, I couldn't help but see, um, you know, the fly fishing industry. A big show is iCast. There are a lot of vendors go there, and there's films and stuff. Right. I couldn't help but notice. E Y E K A S T. Nope. iCast. Close. Close. Yeah. Is that, is that different? It's, yeah. it's big. That was a different show deal. I was at then. It's a big deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we weren't at that show. Sorry. There's lots of vendors' <laughs> awards and, um, you know, just uh, accolades of people in the industry, you know, fish, you know, records. But congratulations on your interpretive dance of the salmon life cycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was a beautiful dance. Mm-hmm. And uh, the it, key is really to be. brought a tear to not just my eye, but many, many women's eyes. What was really unexpected was the actually animatronic uh, grizzly bear that I had on stage with me, (laughs) um, which really ended the dance quickly. Right. Um, Even though I am double-jointed in the hips, which kind of give me an advantage when it comes to the salmon dance. Uh, (laughs) Especially especially the spawning. The spawning portion. That that 30-minute spawning (laughs) portion of the dance. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gosh, man. Beautiful. Uh, (laughs) Over 7.6 million views. Um, (laughs) On the dark web. (laughs) Uh, I didn't know you were in the crowd, but not surprised. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was was Uh, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, no, it was a good time. Good time. I'll be back again next year. Yeah. 
Good. But uh, Nate, Nate's here, Nader. Um, I've always wondered that, you know, I've, I've been fishing with you. We've, we've all been fishing with you in several occasions and always kind of wondered why that you, you favored the uh, cutoff uh, Lee jeans to the breathable waiter <laughs> when, when waiting. <laughs> no matter the temperature, I wasn't yeah. sure if it, I mean, I know you run hot, your sweater. Right. But, you know, it's kind of funny. Before, before we actually went on air, we were commenting on yeah. some of the uh, trends of the ladies <laughs> these days, which would be the, the high-waisted and equally high-cut uh, uh, cut-off yeah. jeans, well, which you seem to have adopted as they, well. Well, they all got it from me. You're a trendsetter. Yeah. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. I say just walking around, you know, see it walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. Just think soaking wet on the riverbank. (laughs) Exactly. It's like. Raises the bar. You're like chumming out there. Right. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. It's pretty disgusting. (laughs) Don't don't change, Nate. Please don't change. This is how you keep the fishing holes to yourself. That's right. That's true. You always garner a wide berth around you. That's right. That's right. Good for you. Yep, you're sick. Well, the other <laughs> thing I do, too, which I just found out is pretty similar uh, for John's case, but I also have a boombox that I keep with me. And it sounds like the music that I play also to keep the other fishermen away from me while I'm uh, enjoying a hole to myself. Um, <laughs> sounds like I just learned it this week. Coming up on archery elk season here pretty quick. We've all been trying to do our best to get into elk shape here. And I just found out, John, you're... Uh, your exercise playlist, pretty much exclusively Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. Yeah. yeah. One of it's, a yeah. it's a mashup. Yeah. It's a mashup. It is. It is. I yeah. They're sweet gals. I run two two iPods. <laughs> <laughs> what an easy Taylor here. Swift in the left. <laughs> Doing it. <laughs> Katy Perry on the right. No, dude, we listen, we yeah. know your your uh, technological skill level and you don't have an iPod. You have yeah. a Walkman at yes. best. I run two Walkmans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, there's something about those upper octaves that just, you know, mm-hmm. I just kick it into another gear, especially, you know, after about one minute of into a workout when my right. heart reaches anaerobic pace. <laughs> when you're I'm ready to come down. at 160 beats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's good stuff. It's oh good stuff. Boy. It's inspiration, too. Strong. Hips don't lie. Hips don't lie. Um, uh, so, Troy, question for you, sir. You're busy, busy, busy businessman. But has your, how have you been able to keep up with your schedule, especially now since you have introduced really this ground breaking fly tying class that is pants optional? <laughs> uh, and because you're in a college town, I mean, do you have enough, you know, you have enough coverage here? I mean, is there enough <laughs> square enough footage <laughs> for these, uh, this, uh, you know, pants optional fly tying class? Wow. <laughs> 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 I question a lot of the, uh, you know, the the material that's being used on on some of those classes. <laughs> Very shiny, yeah, curly. Yeah, <laughs> how's that working out for you? Um, you know, I'm not sure how to respond to that. Uh, it's kind of like Fight Club. It's, it's kind of like the an intro rule. to. I don't know. It's 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 intro to fly fishing. You know. <laughs> it's kind of a yeah. eclectic group. Um, yeah, cool. you know anything goes. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> it's just a it's a good firm. This is where we're at, people. So <laughs> you know, 
you know, it's a it, good icebreaker. Though. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is, and and it makes people either run screaming out the door or very comfortable very quickly. So, there if you, go. you can be comfortable being semi-nude in front of a large group of people, you should be able to tie a fly. Yeah, absolutely. Especially right? with like seventy-five-year-old men, right, right, right there at your availability. I mean. It's a real wrinkly group. Yeah, well, you know, but they're not afraid. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay, so um, enough of those shenanigans. Um, so we were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording about, you know, your history, you know, fly fishing. But uh, has it always been a dream to own a fly shop, Troy? I mean. Uh, always? No. Not I mean, all. since you started. Fly fishing? Um, no, no. You know, I, uh, I, I think business is cool. Honestly, I think business is is cool, and I, I think that's that's what makes America great. Again, again. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I I think business is really cool. I think it's cool to build something and 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 find something that you love and and go for it. You know, um, I think anybody that's been in this industry or is in this industry has thought that boy, this is going to be so great and we can make money doing something we love. But putting the two together is very difficult. Um, in any you know, whether it be archery or or uh, rifle hunting or, you know, whatever, bass fishing, fly fishing, it, it it's tough to put the two together. And I think you have to be a little bit creative. I haven't f- quite figured that out yet, but uh, I feel like we're getting there as a shop. We're getting there, and this is a relatively new shop, only a little less than three years old at this point. So, you know, we're getting there, and we're, we're trying. And I, I think that's what matters, and, you know, keep showing up every day, trying to figure it out. No, I, that you know, like you said, um, just living in a you know in a in a place where you can pursue your passion and and make it uh, uh, fruitful and you know in a financial way is pretty awesome. So, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. And, and and like I said, we're 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 getting there. We're trying to figure out the balance between having a because this is a this is a unique fly shop because there's not very many of them available. Uh, this is a, a small town, relatively small town, Corvallis, um, true in-town fly shop. As in, we're not a destination. We don't have the Deschutes River in our backyard. We don't have the Flathead. We don't have the Missouri. We don't have, you know, um, these the Bulkley or the Kispe Ox or whatever in our backyard. So we're a, a true in-town fly shop. So people actually expect us to know something about every little location and every type of fishing. And so, you know, I've kind of prided myself in the last uh, 10 plus years to, to really kind of figure that out, figure out a little bit of everything. When I first got into fly fishing, I wanted to, I wanted to catch every fish on a fly rod. I didn't care if it was a bluegill, a crappie, a salmon, a steelhead, whatever kind of trout. I didn't care. I want to catch on a fly rod. So, this is a this is a dying breed of fly shop, and so I I like the challenge. I think it's cool. I think it's really really cool. Um, we haven't made it really popular or profitable necessarily, but 
it's a work in progress. And, and I think it, as long as people come in here knowing that we're, um, we are legitimate, we have, we have good, we have good gear. We have what, what people want for the most part. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's not just, it's not like, this is not a mom and pa shop. I mean, you carry high end stuff. This is yeah. a lot of high end brands. Yeah. We've got, you know, it's yeah. Berkheimer and Sage yeah. and Sims and, you know, some, some nice stuff, uh, Bula, you know, um, Hatch and, and Bauer and, you know, we've got, we've got good stuff. It's, uh, it's a matter of educating people about what's, you know, what's kind of a faker because there's a lot of those out there and then what's a legitimate brand what's a brand that's going to stay true to themselves and also um be good at customers you know help them out with warranty issues and whatnot so um so just to jump back real quick uh you said that um you know the fly shop the, the pro shop fly pro shop is a dying breed um you're a smart guy i mean you and i have known each other a whole long time but i you know respect you obviously you, you do uh do that, well that is really you got you, you got your uh <laughs> <laughs> you're right the one the one fishing the venture we did go on i didn't catch shit but yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh probably more on me <laughs> but but no i mean you obviously have your fingers in some other businesses so you i know step back and you looked at this business i'm sure you know through sober eyes hopefully <laughs> and yeah sober you know and, and looked at the uh um the numbers and mm -hmm. so so why is a uh, brick and mortar pro shop and i think we could probably you know talk about archery shops or absolutely gun shops or 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 whatever it may be uh you know vacuum cleaners you know i mean like how many hoover you know mom and pop brick and mortar shops do you see anymore you know so yeah. why is it a dying breed i mean I, I think i know the answer but why, why do you think it is well, I mean, you know, I think the easy answer is, uh, you know, well, there's all these online places and there's the big box stores, you know, we got Cabela's and, and Dick's and Bass Pro and, and all these guys that are dipping their, dipping their hands in, in our industry, in the fly fishing industry. And then there's the mega shops, you know, there's some mega shops out there. I'm not going to name names of the big fly shops, but everybody knows who, who they are. Um, and, and, and they started out relatively small, but they maybe started out with a, you know, a million dollars or a million dollar loan, one or the other. And, um, you know, so these little shops, they, you know, just like anything else, if you buy a little bit, well, you know, you know, nobody wants to give you a deal on a little bit, you know, so you're, you're going to pay full bone for it, you know, so you, you got to keep your expenses small and, and that's hard in this day of business. It's hard to keep things small and still be profitable, you know, still be at a, at a reasonable rate that you can make a living. I, I don't think most guys have figured it out. And, and I'm not saying I have, I, I, like I said, I think we're a couple steps away, but we're getting there from day one till now we're in a different place, which is very, which is great. We're blessed to be in a different place, but, um, you know, it's tough. You, you, I, I hate to say you got to buy your way into this industry, but just like anything else, if, if you have a little bit of capital and you can spend serious dough, um, you'll you'll probably be more successful as long as you're not an extreme douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. you know. You can't sell it if you don't have it. Yeah, that's you know? the whole I mean, argument, that's right? The, that's right? the But if you don't the have the, the dough, right. you can't buy the right. gear, right? And right. so so yeah. we're pretty fortunate. We we kind of we we really try to pinpoint things that we think people are gonna like, and then we, 
get things that we think people may kind of sort of want to stretch for. Um, like a new Sims Gore-Tex jacket. Fantastic jacket. Probably the best waiting jacket on the market. They have the best waiters on the market, hand da- hands down. Um, but it's a stretch. You know, it's a stretch to get there. Uh, you know, Gore-Tex waiters, 400 bucks. You know, so that's a stretch for a lot of folks. Um, and and it's a, it's a nice waiter. Um, but 400 bucks, people think, well, gosh, I could do a lot with 400 bucks. So I could buy 60 pairs of Daisy Dukes like Nate. Oh, <laughs> Nader. That's right. And those will last me for at least yeah. a year. I get all mine at thrift stores. <laughs> yeah. oh, so he, he doesn't Pockets even out. go there. Pre-distressed. It's like a dollar a yeah. pair. Pre-distressed. That's right. It's all coming off anyway. Yeah. Do you pay for holes in your Daisy Dukes? Do you have to pay for holes in your Daisy Dukes? No, I sweat so much the holes just occur naturally. It's <laughs> <laughs> a toxic. It's a toxic. Man. Now you mentioned box stores, though. I mean, I'm, you know, there's there's a lot of them out there, obviously. They have the internet, you mm-hmm. know, is obviously. The old like, interweb, www. Yep, the old Google machine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think, I don't know, I think maybe in other industries, too, but it might be the same with, you know, in the fly fishing industry. Uh, do you think there's an, an intimidation factor with coming into just a a dedicated like quote unquote pro shop? Yeah, you know, guys absolutely. Are, guys might be a little like, man, I don't want to go down there. I don't want to seem like a an idiot. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Yo, absolutely. You see that? Absolutely. I think there's a huge misconception that that because you step in a fly shop, you're going to pay more for for a this brand of fly rod even though the big box store sells the same thing for the same exact price i'll never forget it um probably a year and a half ago a kid came in here and and he was a college kid good kid but uh he just got a brand new echo fly rod with a, a reddington reel and and he asked me to put a fly line on it for him and i wanted to know directly why he lives here in corvallis and he ordered it online, and he actually ordered the wrong thing. So he actually cost himself money because he ordered the wrong thing because he had to ship it back on his dime um, and then get the right thing. And Anyhow, I said, why did you order it online? And he said, well, gosh, you guys are expensive. And I said, well, how much did you pay for that rod? He said, $170. I said, that's what it sells for here in the store. How much did you pay for that reel? $100. That's what it sells for in the store. Yeah. And if I didn't have it, I would have shipped it in here for free. You know, and I'm just going, you know. There's a learning ex- there's, there's a learning curve there. Well, unfortunately with that, you know, we all, I think we all fall into that <clears throat> millennial generation, which we're on the latter side. Yeah, yeah. 82. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Anybody 81. Older than 82? No. You're 81? Yeah. You're 81? Yeah. I know you're older than me. You're a good looking Aren't I? Man Aren't I? Yes. It's <laughs> a lot of collagen <laughs> injections. <laughs> no, actually, you are not a millennial. That's fantastic. Good for you. Um, unfortunately, I am. But uh, Xennial? Eh, I don't know what you are, but you're something. Like on the liners. Yeah. yeah. I like to operate in gray. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people say 80. Some people say 82. So you're a, you know, you might be. Anyhow, um, you know, you got to, gosh, education education teaching people that small business is is a positive thing for you know uh, we were just talking today um in the shop some guys were in here and talking about how you know some people view small business people as as shady and i'm thinking this is a controlled industry where the manufacturers set the prices 
you know, <laughs> like the price is the price. I, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. Somebody says that's expensive. I say, well, you're going to pay the same thing online. You know, I, you can download it on your phone right now. Here you go. Same price. So, but there's, there's perception and there's reality. And I, I think that, that, you know, me being obviously older than everybody here by <laughs> months, wise. by months, Way. Super you know, wise. I got you, <laughs> a bit you do, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> up. but the, no, there. I mean, there's, the there's. I, I think that the, right. the perception out there is with most people <laughs> today, wise. younger people anyway, is that if I buy it online, I'm going to save money, right? It's just going to be cheaper. I can find it if I work at it a little bit. I can find it cheaper online, right? I mean, that's the perception. The reality is, you're saying at least in, you know, the fly fishing industry, is that most cases that's not the case. It's going to be equal to. No, I mean the thing is, you're going to buy the right thing. I, I would like to. I feel like I can say this at that, this point in my in my career. Um, you're going to buy the right thing in here. I mean, people come in here all the time with crazy setups that I'm just going, what are you going to do with that? What's your plan with that? And they have this this plan that they read on the internet and I go, I got to be honest with you, man, that is a terrible idea. That is not going to work <laughs> the way you think it's going to work, you know? And, and, you know, I'm not trying to sell them anything. I'm just trying to be honest with them. And, and I tell them that I say, Hey, hey this is what I would have done. I would have bought this line with this rod. The reel doesn't matter as much, but you want to have the right size reel. At least doesn't matter necessarily the brand. Um, just depends on your pocketbook, but you know, these these guys get the read the old interweb story and it's it's quite frankly it's embarrassing. I mean I'm I try not to laugh at times because it's it does get that bad legitimately. So um you <laughs> yeah. know, I you, I try to tell them what what I have done because I feel like I'm a fly shop owner that was a consumer for a long time and I fished a lot, and I used a lot of different stuff, and then I I used even more when I got when I when I bought the shop. I I used some other different setups, and man, not that I know everything, but it, boy, I've I fished a lot. You know, I'm not a fly shop owner that stays in the shop the the whole time. I don't work here five days a week. Probably should, but I don't. So uh, I fish the other days. You know, I think it's important for me to fish and. And for me to figure out what's going on so I can report back and and uh, try new gear that comes out and whatnot. So, yeah, that I mean, that's work for your wife. I, I got to, dear. Yeah, it's field my testing. Job. Honey, it's <laughs> my job. This is my job. It's tough. Genius. Genius. Man, can you Genius. pack me a lunch? <laughs> can, you, can you get me a sandwich? Can you get me a sammy? Can, you, can you drop me off and, she, and pick me up at yeah. the. At the, yeah. at the launch, you be my shuttle. You be my shuttle. Drop me off at four thirty oh, in the morning, please. <laughs> right. And then I'd like to be picked up at nine thirty at night, if that's okay with you. <laughs> Thanks, honey. I love you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you have the the product knowledge aspect of it, you know, and you know, and then and then, but there's so much other information that is available to the consumer by coming in the door. I mean, they just have to walk yeah. in and ask the questions. Well, it's, it's all about local knowledge, right? It's yeah. all about, I mean, when you go to a new area, I, I, I enjoy going into fly shops still today. I enjoy going into fly shops. I went into Deschutes Angler the other day. Loved talking to John Hazel. Great guy. 
Um, fun to talk to, excited still after 30 plus years in the industry, he's still excited about fly fishing. That's cool. You know, people said I would get burned out. I had people tell me that I'd get burned out on fly fishing. I'll tell you right now, today I'm more excited about fly fishing than I ever have been. You know, it's still really, really fun to me. So um, it's, it's great to go into a store and get local legitimate knowledge and, you know, we don't always tell people exactly where to fish. I almost think that's inappropriate to a certain extent. Um, yeah, because you got to discover places. You got to, that's part of the fun in fly fishing. There's times when we'll say, yeah, go here, turn here at this road, go down, walk to this boulder, and it's good. But a lot of times, you know, especially when we're talking coastal fishing in the winter, probably not going to be real, <laughs> real open mouthed about it. Pretty tight lipped about stuff like that. But, uh, you know. Even when you're close friends, apparently. Yeah, yeah, John, John you've, uh, you've been pretty tight-lipped about a lot of things. Tight-lipped? <laughs> it's almost like what? it's welded shut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the man Me. in the iron mask. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I, I am... Uh, I am always You're an open book. happy to help. Right. No, you are not. <laughs> Yourself. That is not true at all. Oh, my gosh. It took me years to figure out some creek, and I'm like going, oh, man, that's the creek, really? This is horrible. Why did I come here? I'm never coming back again. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. No. How? So you said that you've been, like, you're, like, invigorated with. That's a whole other topic. With, you know, with fly fishing again, and it's it's even more exciting to you than it ever was. So what what's what was the... Like, what is it about having a fly shop that makes fly fishing even cooler well, you know, or, or you more know, interesting? It, to be honest with you, I'm not sure if it's even the shop, to be honest with you. I think, you know, some people are wired to fly fish and wired to shoot an elk with a bow, and some people aren't, right? I mean, I love fly fishing, and every single year that I fly fished, and John, shoot, almost, what, eight years ago I met you? Mm-hmm. I think it was right around eight years ago. It had to be eight years ago. Yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah, it was because I remember bringing my boy when he was one years old to Wallawa. But, I mean, you can remember eight years ago from me barely knowing anything about steelhead till now that, uh, not that I know a lot, but I'm, in, I'm very excited about it, obviously. I get excited about steelhead fishing, and I get uh, I get jacked up about it. But, um you know, I, I think it's just fishing. It's just going to the next level, right? I mean, it's knowing a little bit more. It's understanding a little bit more about the animal that we're pursuing, you know. Um, for a lot of guys, it's it's figuring out exactly where that elk is going to be rutting this year, right? Is You guys know it, so I probably sound stupid right now. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we got that figured out. No, Thanks. no, no. That's, right. that's what the magic of uh, editing well, is for. Yeah, so the, <laughs> but whatever species, you got to understand their absolutely. habitat and their migration. Absolutely. And Figure yeah. out where their they're at. And, then, and, and for that. me, it's, you know, for me, it's how to, how to swing a fly up in their grill. So they, so they see it, and it sits there for just long enough for them to get pissed off and grab it. Right. It's been fun. It's been fun. You're, uh, I don't know, by no means am I taking any kind of credit for how good a fisherman you are. Kind of. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you will. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just speaking. saying. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been, a, it's, uh, you have learned almost, I mean, really, you've 
you're so geeked out about it and passionate about it. I would say you, you know, lifetimes of information in, in a, a short, short time. It's, time. It's, it's pretty, years, it's yeah. pretty awesome. I mean, it really is. Your, uh, your walk with the, uh, the sport is, uh, has been pretty fun to, pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's so. been fun to, you know, some guys, like, you know, everybody gets geeked out about one thing or another thing, but some guys spread themselves out. Brewing beer, elk hunting, fly fishing, gear fishing, doing this, doing that, doing that. I mean, I pretty much did nothing but fly fish, you know. I'm not smart enough to have all those other deals going on. You know, I, I can't uh, I can't focus on being good at a bunch of things. And when I, you know, I always tell people, oh, do you want to be good or do you want to, do you want to just kind of dabble? And you could tell right away who's really interested in, and who just wants to go cast, you know, for a couple hours, which is fine. Both are perfectly fine, but I really wanted to be good at it. Um, cause that's just my competitive nature, you know, <laughs> yeah. and not competing against other people competing against myself. Bull, in that no, I call, God I call bull crap. God forsaken that. that God forsaken fish. Yes. That freaking fish. Yeah. That's not eating my fly. Yeah. is really pissing me off. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a freaking tiny little bluegill, a four inch bluegill. If he's not eating the fly, why not? By golly, why not? Why is he not eating the fly? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what's been the biggest source of your uh, your education? Has it been has it been friends, family and or books, other other, you know, fly shop owners? What has it been? Yeah, I mean the culmination of all of that. Well, honestly, I started out um, and I'll give some credit to my compadre in Albany. I started out in that fly shop and I didn't really to be to be perfectly honest, I didn't know fly shops existed. I did I didn't have a clue when I first started. I didn't know there was such a thing as a fly shop. Um I mean when's the last, when's the first time you knew of a fly shop, a fly fishing shop? You too. Cuz I know you've known for a while. It probably was when I moved out here 12 years ago. Exactly. Okay. So I even growing up in Oregon I grew up in Lapine, Oregon. I didn't know. I didn't know there was a fly shop. There's there there was a fly shop right down the road, but I didn't really understand it. Okay, Jim Dexter. That That's right, a, Jim that Dexter. Was his, that was his fly shop. I went to school with his son. Great guy. Um, but uh, yeah, and I knew Jim. But uh, yeah, I I didn't know what the heck he was doing in there. I had no <laughs> idea. Yeah, thought he was. I don't know. Um, but he was some sort of mad genius from what I understand. Yeah. Wish I would have dabbled in there. He was literally right down the road from yeah. my house that I grew up in. But uh, um, what was my inspiration? A little bit of fly shop. Um, you know, I, I, I went as, as far as I could with the fly shop. And um, and then, honestly, just just curiosity, right? Going out there, being out there, doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. And you know, luckily I was blessed with extreme a- athleticism, <laughs> obviously. And <laughs> coordination. Yeah. And I, fantastic, no. I mean, I was an athlete in, in high school and college, Glutes but I was, I'm not, I'm, I'm not anything special. Anybody can fly fish. Absolutely <clears throat> anybody. Hence John Eastburn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I just, you know, getting out there, you got to get out there. You got to, you got to love the outdoors. And if you don't, this is not for you, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. 
you know. So well, you it's, talking it's a fun activity, but it's not for you if you don't love the outdoors. When you're talking about just getting into it, um, it sounds like you're pretty much work predominantly self-taught. Um, yeah. Do you would you recommend to a new fly fisherman now though? You know, there's different types of casting and and this and that. Um, would you recommend to a, someone that's just getting into the sport find somebody or a local shop or what have you that's got a workshop? teach you how to cast properly, that sort of thing? Or in your opinion, is that something, you know, a new fisherman could go into a blind, kind of self-teach themselves, YouTube videos I mean, or whatever? What, sh what would your preference I mean, or so suggestion be? Fishing with a lot of people and fishing with a lot of beginners and doing a decent amount of teaching at this point, I would not suggest somebody get into it just purely by themselves. Now, you know, I always talked it. I talked to a lot of young kids that are getting into it. And, you know, you, you know, none of us are wealthy by any means. So fly fishing isn't the cheapest sport, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to get into it on a, on a budget. Sure. A budget of which they don't understand. They don't know what is what. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. They have no idea what we're doing with our money at 19, 20 years old. But... <laughs> Um, or 22 or 36, 39, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyhow, you know, they're trying to get into it on a budget and I totally understand that cause I got a family. I'm on a budget. I, I understand, but, um, at least going into a fly shop, your local fly shop is a great idea. And, you know, you hear, you hear every once in a long while that, Oh, that fly shop, they were stuck up or blah, 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 blah. Let's be honest, though. Most fly shops are awesome. I've been into a ton of fly shops since I started fishing, and most of them are unbelievable. Most of them are very helpful. Um, honestly, I personally haven't had a bad experience in a fly shop. I have called some shops, specifically, like, way up north that weren't super helpful. But, you know, they're trying to protect their own country's water, and I, I get that. But... um uh, yeah, absolutely. Go into a fly shop if you're beginning. Go into a fly shop if you're if you're local. You're always welcome to call us or call a fly shop, um, email a fly shop. But what I would recommend, just being a fly shop owner, is go there. And this is what I did as a consumer. This is the honest God truth. I would call, like I called Ashland Fly Shop several times, um, not several, but a few times here and there. And uh, in other fly shops, and I would feel guilty, so I would order stuff from them on the phone, and they would ship it to me. I know that sounds a little ridiculous. You don't have to do that if you call in. That's not that's not recommended. But you go into a fly shop, spend five, ten, twenty bucks, and and give back to that local resource. You know, and I'm not trying to pump up my own shop, but I'm trying to pump up the local fly shop. I'm a big supporter of local business, doing it local being being intentional about spending your money locally and uh you know if you if you get some knowledge from a guy at a fly shop you know go spend 20 bucks on flies or whatever you know or leader tip it you know buy your next fly rod there you know instead of doing the online option you know buy a fly reel fly line learn something and i almost guarantee you that that guy's going to teach you something more than you knew than when you first stepped in that shop Yeah, I mean, you mentioned budget, you know. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of perceptions out there, obviously. 
and I think one of them is that, you know, fly fishing is a rich man's sport, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and <laughs> poppycock. <laughs> <laughs> another round. More brandy. Jeeves. Jeeves. More brandy. Me another uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's simply, it's not the case, you know. It's it. I don't think it is. I mean, there's a, there's a there an array of price points. Absolutely. And when I first started, um, I still own a lot of those rods. Yeah. I have a lot of. I mean, my wife says I have a problem. <laughs> but here but, you are with but, Winston's and Sages. No, no, no. But I mean, I still have. <laughs> I still have whiskey. my first. Yeah, but he buys no, cheap whiskey. I still <laughs> have my first. <laughs> my first right. glass Fenwick. Oh, that's cool. It was a nine weight. The Fenny. Oh, boy. First that's glass. A, that's a it was a nine cake. weight, but it was a noodle, right? Because it's glass. Yeah, it's cool. I still have that. Actually, cool. I actually caught fish on that a couple years ago. It was that's bad. Cool. <coughs> but, I mean, that rod was Hold on. Okay, 45 so. bucks. Okay, good. Sorry. No, but all I'm saying is is it doesn't. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. The the barrier to entry is not. not I think as steep as what people yeah, think it not is. Not what people think it is. People think that they're going to come into a fly shop if they want to get a point of entry, right? Right. They think they're going to come into a fly shop and spend four hundred to five hundred dollars to get a rod reel line. That's what they think. Yeah. You know what? Unfortunately, uh, excuse me. Fortunately manufacturers have actually made it very inexpensive to come in okay um i mean you can get a setup for 150 bucks rod real line backing leader ready to go for 150 bucks so that that's great you know mm-hmm. there's in in you know there to me that is the absolute minimum that you want to spend period because beyond that it gets very low grade graphite. It gets to be very, very low grade graphite, and there's some and lines, ones. lines get oh the lines, lines are absolutely garbage, you know will yeah. last you a day. You, you, yeah, you pay <laughs> ten dollars for a line. You admit, and that's just, that's the more reason to go into a shop because yeah. the shop guy is gonna know, you know, hey, once you get below this <laughs> you know, line, yeah, you know, you're gonna be coming in here next week upset because that's something right. went wrong with something the product. Something went wrong. You're gonna be and looking for a warranty on your ten dollar line. Buddy, that's not going to happen. And generally, you don't even find that stuff in a in a reputable shop. No, too, because never, you know, absolutely not. Their... I mean, because people don't want to sell garbage. You know, fly shop owners don't want to deal with. Oh, this thing was. It doesn't seem like it cast right. They want to set people up with. It doesn't have to be the most expensive, but it's got to be decent. You know, it's got to be. It's got to be decent. Period. You know, so the value in a, in a in a fly pro shop or or any pro shop, whatever you're selling. You know, Absolutely. that's that's a brick and mortar. There's a ton of value, it sounds like, in education. Yeah, that's it. Uh, right? I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there, Jake. I mean, you, you get, not only do you get local knowledge, but these guys, I mean, I have reps come in here all the time that teach me about the new gear. They say, oh, man, this, so this line, it's got a little bit longer head on it. We won't get into specifics, but it's got a, it's got a little bit less stretch on it and, you know, it's going to be a little friendlier casting line and you think, oh, okay, okay. I, and then you go and cast it and you go, holy cow, this thing's awesome. You know, so you get, you get value added real life experience. And then most of the time I buy that stuff. I just buy it because I don't want to be a hypocrite selling my stuff. I have, 
I have or have owned almost everything in my shop, which is darn near embarrassing to say because <laughs> I've got a lot of <laughs> inventory uh, here. How many do I have to buy to get a free one for myself? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. I'll take that. Exactly. <laughs> when you think and about, sometimes when you think about I mean, it all, I mean, all the – I know that's true with the – especially the fly tying material. You have a problem. But, yeah. but Oh, that's not the half of it. Maybe, but, I, but, you know. Yeah, I have You a know, problem. probably not a lot of – not a lot of people can say that. So My wife's not going to see this, right? She will. Great. It's actually a live feed. We're doing a Facebook Live with her right now. <laughs> Specifically <laughs> just her. So. Hey, honey. <laughs> just hey. saw the crying emoji float across the stream. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we got Retirement that. gone. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that perception of, you know, it's a rich man's sport. That isn't the case. I remember when, you know, I was probably five years into it. I was probably... 13 or 14 years old and I still didn't have the money to afford that knife stuff but I was efficient you know with casting and I was you know studying about the bugs and the entomology and I was starting to like match the hatches and I remember standing next to you know I'd swear the guy was you know my dad always said oh that guy's a doctor that guy's a lawyer because they were all geared out you know and they're nice you know sim stuff Patagonia you know sage rod you know, in their float tubes, and we'd be right next to them, and, and we'd be just banking them. You know, we'd be catching, you know, we were dialed in. Yeah, the and difference had, was that guy had all the gear but did none of the that homework. Didn't have the knowledge. Didn't you know? do any of so the homework. And, you know, at that age, I was just like, oh, this is, this is awesome. You know, I, <laughs> and, of course, at that age, I was probably a little bit more competitive than I am now. But, really? you know, it just, it just goes to say there's a lot of, I think, knowledge will take you farther you know, and that's really Absolutely. why, that's honestly really why I got hooked into fly fishing because, um, you know, when it came to trout, um, you know, trout fishing, whether it's in lakes or rivers. America's yeah. fish. Amer- yeah. Yes. Right. America's <laughs> fish. Yes. Um, you know, bass <laughs> fishing, you know, warm water pursuit. fishing, you know, fish that routinely ate, you know, bugs. Um, I was learning that, hey, I could outfish my dad with the right fly when he was using worms trout fishing say in a river situation and i was using mm-hmm. the right fly and so that's kind of so why I, that's kind of what got the hooks in me is fly fishing was actually more effective yeah. which is probably a whole nother conversation but um but that's kind of why i just got that's why i got you know hooked so what's on more it. important quick digression placement ca- casting accuracy and placement or the fly selection itself oh this will be a good one this, this i is, think this john and i are going to disagree on this yeah i'm we, gonna let you go first well go. this is this is a whole podcast actually can I take oh. a yeah yep. yeah um, no problem take a quick break yeah. three two all one. right and we're back refueled uh drained the tank uh you don't have to bring urine into this <laughs> <laughs> put it okay i took a dump actually <laughs> yeah. Oh, now we'll cut. We'll cut. Now we'll go. Launched a canoe, did you? <laughs> you try nice. Did you try on the fan? I thought it would be cleaner actually just to spray for breeze on my hands than <laughs> actually like use the sink. So <laughs> I just did that. I was back oh. there. I noticed you were out of TP, so I just used like five packs of dubbing. <laughs> <laughs> so I owe you. Awesome. I owe you about ten dollars worth of Senyos flavored yeah. laser dub. <laughs> Things I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Senyos, right? Some kind of fly tying uh, material. Senyos laser uh, dubbing. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Start it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go. 
bring your mic in just to touch it. <laughs> Sorry. The fact is that we don't know God. which one that'll be. Yeah. Except for the uh, nice white. It's good. We're gonna have to. There's a little white spot on your mic. Yeah. Well Perfect. We're gonna have to throw that sponge out. I am the pan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So before we broke, I asked a question. In your opinions, what's more important? The accuracy of your cast and the location of your lure or the selection of the fly itself and this, this John and okay well it depends there's there's so much that goes Wait, into this no you're stalling Troy go <laughs> <laughs> damn it <laughs> well like I said uh, before we broke I think John and I would generally disagree with this and you actually phrased it um you didn't say lure, because <laughs> we were talking about fly fishing. But uh, idiot, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you we can start have, over you, again. You, I mean, lure. Come on, jeez. <laughs> Why no, are you even oh, here? Yeah, get out of my store. Jeez, we're in a fly fishing shop here. Geez. Where's the blue foxes? <laughs> <laughs> Where are the worms at in this joint? God, I can't find them. No. Uh, you guys no. sell beer here? <laughs> We should. Holy crap. Um, anyhow, uh, you, you phrased it. What's more important, the accuracy of your cast in the presentation or the selection of the fly? And and like I said, I think John and I would, would actually possibly disagree on this, even though we're both nutty fly fishermen. I, I actually think that the fly can be important, yes, but I think most of the time the presentation is more important. And, and that is very hard for people to understand. Um, I, I think there's times when fish get dialed in, especially trout. But so when we talk about presentation, we're talking about placement, uh, rate at which it's moving, uh, height in the water column, um, depth. Thank you. Anything I missed there? Speed, um, speed at yeah. what the Sp speed at which yeah. it's going down the river or swinging across the river or you know being stripped um i'm speaking specifically of river fishing right now i'm not speaking of lake fishing i think lake fishing is a whole different category but um See, yeah that's what i was gonna say so so there you go there you, uh, john go ahead What's your counterpoint? Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Okay. So right. let's let's narrow it down to just river fishing. Okay, river okay. trout fishing. America's fish. Go. America's fish. <laughs> America's fish. <laughs> Outdoor madness. You champion. guys sound like okay. that's gonna be our first. Mad hey, at the no. trout. No. Guys, the guys, Everybody's guys. mad, even us. Guys. Like nobody's happy except guys. for the trout. Guys, <laughs> come on. Guys, there I was. I was I was trout fishing in the river. <laughs> no, but nobody. Gets then that there's streamer fishing. I mean, dry fly, nymph. It 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 just. It's a it's a very long topic, but I will say overall, it's probably presentation. I will agree. Well, play devil's advocate. I know you can. Yeah, he would have if I would have let him go first. I think, I think he would have maybe okay. taken that. Okay, okay. There are circumstances where river trout fishing. So so trout are opportunistic, but they're also quite bright they uh, they're all about subsistence so they will they will focus and key on whatever biomass is most prolific in their environment right so so that it could be 
no matter what bug it is. Yeah, no. You know, no matter what bug it is, right? So there could be. You know what any of those words mean? There could be. There could <laughs> be. There could be five different species of caddis. He actually has Wikipedia up on his laptop there's, right now. There's five different species of caddis, caddis, right? And there's there's actually hundreds and hundreds, but say in this particular river system, there's five. There's other stuff in there. There's stoneflies. We're getting in the weeds, but okay. Say there's five. Of those five species, they could all be different colors. They could all be different sizes. Whichever one is the most prolific, they're going to key on that because that's what they're—they're they're like one-track mind. They're just—they're just born to eat, right? So, so the trick is, and it's not in all fisheries, but the trick is in, in some. You have to—you got to match the size, the color, and if you don't have any of that, you aren't going to catch. In some fisheries, you aren't going to catch anything, no matter how good your presentation is. Okay, so. As, as rooks like I am, how f do you determine that standing on a bank and looking at a piece of water? Well, wrong. There's <laughs> 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 oh man! Oh man! <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <brother>. ouch. <laughs> How do you determine that standing on a bank, looking at yeah. a piece of water, what the fish is actually eating? That's what I'd like to know. Okay. Okay. Do you have eyes? Two. Two. Okay. As long as you can see, you, you're, 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 almost, you're almost always going to determine what size and color the bug is. And I'm speaking specifically of things that we can see. Uh, let's see if... Uh, a fish is is grabbing the surface. You're gonna look up top, and you're gonna see. Okay, I see. I see some adult, um, adult aquatic insects flying around. Let's give John's example: caddis. Okay, caddis are actually easy to catch in the air. You can just grab them, and and you'll see them, and you just cover it up and go. Okay, that's tan. Um tan wings ish and kind of a olive-ish body oh yeah i've got some olive elk hair caddis it appears that they're hitting them on the surface Let's say you don't see bugs and you still see fish that appear to be eating on the surface they're they're actually we're going to get in the weeds again but they're they're going for bugs that are actually hatching up out of the water emerging okay that makes it a lot tougher because you can't actually see the bugs emerging a lot of the time Okay, L let's say nothing's happening on the surface. Well, maybe they're eating nymphs. So you can pull, roll over a couple of rocks, and there's aquatic insects in almost every river in the northwest. You can just look under a rock and see all kinds of bugs. And then you have your choice. You can look in your box and go, okay, that's a mayfly nymph. That's a stonefly nymph. That's a caddis larva right there. And it's just identifying. And it, Basic entomology books um, will help you with that. It's really, it, it sounds, fly fishing sounds so romantic and so scientific and so difficult, but really it's A plus B equals C. I mean, it really is that simple. And then, you know, maybe all that's not working. You pull a big old freaking ugly streamer through there and they might grab it. You know, <laughs> reaction so, bite. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Put it in front of them, make them make a decision, and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Fun way so, to fish. So your suggestion would be to learn what's food is in the in the system. That's try right. and match that. That's the right. First yeah. and foremost, the and then and then try and 
learn to you know read the river and determine where uh, your pe your placement and your presentation is going to be? No, I would I would actually I'm sorry Nate I would actually reverse that. I would learn where fish are first and foremost. Learn where fish are. Learn um, not necessarily what they're eating, but learn how to get your uh, fly or flies to them and present them present the fly or flies to them correctly and then the entomology for me comes in third so gotcha. in probably 85 percent 85 percent of the circumstances i would i would agree with yes. Troy. there's always the exception and john's going to point that out every time <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yes you're you're my exception. I normally wouldn't be friends with a guy like you, <laughs> but alas, I am. <laughs> Your wife pays me well. Uh, Let's just put it that way. Jeez. That was deep. That was deep. We 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 yeah, should probably did. have another episode on just that yes. topic alone. No, that's good though. I mean that that was yeah. very informative. <coughs> yeah. At a generally a, a surface level. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it, it was. Yeah. I learned something. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people that. Um, listen to your podcast and that are going to listen to your podcast would uh, would benefit from information that is is very baseline and you know I, I try not to talk over people's heads and if I do I just ask them hey if I'm giving you too much just let me know you know not that I'm some sort of genius because I certainly am not but it's good to not talk over your your audience's head and and I, and I think if you become a good presenter of a fly, you will catch more fish more often, okay? Um, the bugs are secondary. Not everybody's going to agree with that. I guarantee you entomologists won't agree with that. But I talked to a world-famous entomologist two years ago, and I let him know that I was swinging flies for trout on the Deschutes River. World-famous river for the samfly hatch and for big stoneflies, big old bugs. If you don't know what a stonefly is, it's just a big, nasty-looking bug. And steelhead and little, beautiful little steelhead flies, you know, that big. And, and I told him I was swinging streamers at about three, three and a half inches long and, and just had it the most amazing day. Um, and I, I never even heard of people catching that many fish and that big a fish. And he was looking at me in awe, like, are you serious? Yeah, because that's the way I wanted to fish for them. And I was getting way bigger fish that way. Really? Boy, I didn't know. I mean, he knows leeches are in the in the river, but not, you know, not that many. And, and so, you know, even to the guy that, I'm not going to say his name, but even to the guy that's the bug genius, he was still learning. And he was humble about it and i i didn't know what the heck i was doing i was just do, fishing the way i wanted to fish you know and doing it to the best of my ability and it it was awesome it was a great were you, day were you trying something new that day that you're trying to, to still master or are you just yes like, absolutely you know this yes i was okay. you're that that is exactly it and that's half of fishing for me i want to do something i want to be a fisherman that understands the whole scope of fly fishing I don't want to just do one thing all the time. I want to be able to fish. The, I want to fish to the fish. I want to give them what they want. And, man, you know, fish are pretty dang predatorial. It doesn't matter what they are. I was watching a little bluegill just 
ambush worms this morning. <laughs> just ambush them, coming out of the weeds and whom. Uh, that's cool, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that's cool. Um, trout. I've seen trout just slam flies before, you know. I've seen steelhead and salmon do the same, you know. It's just when for whatever reason and i'm not sure if the nadromous fish are necessarily predatorial that's a whole nother discussion but they're eating swung flies they're eating flies that are swinging right in front of their face and they're just grabbing it or they'll come from eight nine feet away yeah i think eight nine feet away to just yeah. crush something no i think whether they're trying to kill it or eat it i don't know that's a whole nother argument um, John has figured it out, evidently. He thinks they are. <laughs> but, but I don't know Pick for on me. sure. Pick on me. No. <laughs> yeah, no. no, but, I mean, yeah. you know, he's seen it no. enough, too, to kind of feel like, I feel like they're kind of eating. Yeah. I feel like Eight, they're kind of eating. That's a, that's a long way to travel. Yeah, they, they, they're traveling a ways to go crush a fly mm-hmm. or a spinner, you yeah. know. Let's be honest. They hit spinners, too, or jig or whatever, you know. They're, they're going – they're they're going quite a distance to go kill something or eat it one or the other so there you go yeah that's awesome oh yeah yeah okay so uh have you ever shadow cast before we we pulled a bunch of people we 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 told our, our customer base <laughs> that we were coming up here and your <laughs> that your was number one requested your your legend Request. is is growing you know, by the uh, by the year. Wow. So wow, uh, is that legit? Shadow casting. Shadow legit? casting. Shadow casting. Judging by the uh, come on, you got a shirtless uh, Brad Pitt poster <laughs> from uh, yeah. River Runs Through It on your fly shop wall. God, can we, Brad? Can you make another River Runs Through It, please? That was phenomenal <laughs> for the fly fishing yeah. industry. Yeah. Right. yeah, it was dynamic. We River need a great still runs through. We it. need. <laughs> <laughs> we need a great fly fishing movie to come back out. Honest to God, that was the best thing in the world for the the fly fishing industry. Talk to guys that were in the business back then, and they were like crushing it. Not joking, yeah. they were crushing it. Huh. Kind of yeah, like hun- Hunger Games has done it. for archery recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. for the n- the recurve. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's made yeah. a comeback. And compounds, too. Really? Uh, compounds? Yeah. Compounds yeah. come in. That's just like, that's like might as well shoot a <laughs> rifle, guys. Come right? On. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, just Color me rifled. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. All right. Um, well, this, is, this has been right. awesome. I mean, we're... We're going to, uh, for everybody that's listening, like we're going to go deeper into uh, all the topics that we. I mean, if you'll have us, uh, yeah. we'd like to. We'd Not like to go into. This. And, and honestly, though, <laughs> like, like connect with us. Like, get a hold of us um, socially. You know, through Facebook or our website or Instagram, whatever make case may be. Let us know what you want to hear. And obviously, we have a couple of uh, seasoned pros who you could tell they were just like they they had the reins. They were pulling back because they're like, I don't want to go over their heads. But you know, the fact of the matter is, like, we have people that are very seasoned that want to know more. So, and we're you know, there's no way that you can cater to all groups on a podcast. You know, on a singular podcast. So there's going to be some topics that we are going to talk over people's heads. And there's going to be some that, you know, people are like, I know all this already. And that's cool because everybody is learning at a different pace and everybody is at a different, you know, progression level and a stage. So, you know, we're, we're, we're going to do our best to cover it all. And, 
you know, Nate and I are going to learn along the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Good point, Jake. Um, something that's been on my mind, kind of, kind of derailing here a little bit, but oh, gluten. you, you, huh? Gluten. Food, <laughs> food in general, carbs. Uh, <laughs> uh, you spend a lot of time on the river, obviously. Um, you know, we've spent a lot of time in the woods, in the river, and uh, what's the what's we've seen a lot of crazy things in our in our in our you know adventures. But what's the uh, I know you got some of them you probably can't say, but what's the what's the craziest thing or what's the weirdest thing that you have encountered? Circumstance, whatever story hmm. uh, that first comes to mind. Anything on the river? Uh, yeah, or it could be it could be anything in particular. Fishing in general. Fishing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, boy, I've had some pre like I think three extremely close encounters with bull elk. I'm talking like feet, like 10 to 20 feet coming up on them early in the morning. Um, yeah, let me think. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, September-ish. When they're in their rutting areas. When they are, <laughs> when they are down, getting dirty, doing their thing. There was um, there was a cow. No. But, uh, no, just bulls, just bulls, big bulls, thinking, like, man, that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Pretty freaking cool. I love that animal. I don't, I don't yeah. know if you guys know this. They stink that close, don't they? They have a smell to them, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's not, you know, it wasn't, I was so adrenaline that it didn't, I didn't really, I did smell, but it wasn't, like, maybe as bad as it was, right? But uh, favorite animal right there, elk, love them absolutely love them um think they're just amazing i've had a lot of really cool encounters with elk because i winter steelhead fish too and they're they're not so shy in the winter right who would have known (laughs) (laughs) you know that should be i I, i've ran into several herds of elk and had very close encounters with with big herds on the coast yeah i I actually this last winter one of the coolest things definitely not the weirdest or whatever but um four herds in a day that was awesome to me. Four herds in one day, different herds, different locations. I traveled pretty far along the coast and uh, ran into four different herds well, distinctly. That sounds like it's not true. Well, I they're think probably most not used would to say, seeing... "Ah, come on, there was dupe. You had some duplicates. They moved or something." But absolutely yeah. not. They probably, did not move. Yeah, they're not used because they can't move uh, further. They can't move faster than my truck. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you're in were your you, truck. Were you? I was driving. Um, I didn't come up on any hiking, but I, I drove, and I, I saw four different herds. It was pretty cool. That was a pretty, really, really cool. I, I actually caught the smallest winter steelhead of my life that day, and I ran into four. So, you know, great. Good day. Those were great. I saw a bear the other day cross the river on the Rogue. That was pretty cool. I've never seen a bear swim before. I don't know if you guys have. Big river. Yeah. You know, big river, and it swam across the entire river. Wow. That was pretty cool. Black yeah. bear. That was the- Water's high right now too for yeah. this time of year, right? You're exactly right, yeah, brother. You're crazy. exactly right. Um, so you know, I've had some great encounters with fish, you know, which super awesome, blessed to have. But 
I think a lot of people will say this. I think a lot of people that, that fish a decent amount will say this. Um, it's the other wildlife that, that kind of makes it that much better. I ran into a cougar last year, about 35 feet away. Kind of scary deal. You did? I didn't tell you that. No, you didn't. Yeah. We walked up, we walked up four miles up on the, on the Deschutes and, uh, and, I walked up with a couple of buddies. Both of them were carrying. I, I was not. Um, and uh, I was after that. <laughs> but but anyhow, yeah, my buddy said, I thought I saw something up there because we had come back from camp uh, after he had come back to pick camp. And or we'd come back from fishing to camp. And and he was there an hour before us. So he said I, he thought I saw something. And it was dark right when we showed up to camp. And, and sure enough, we, we went up there with a – some flashlights and <clears throat> there's a cougar sitting there about 30, 30 really? feet away. Dead so wow. Yeah. Wow. Just, I just mean, you know, he was home. sitting there watching my buddy while he's sleeping sure. too, which yeah. is a crazy thing. Huh. But what? so that's cool. Right. I mean, um, I actually was playing with a rattlesnake on Monday, a couple of days ago, which was a bad idea because yeah. it, uh, <laughs> it actually did charge me. No, no joke. Wow. Stupid. I was messing with it with my spay rod. My Where? Alarm. Where were you? On the shoots. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of snakes in that. Yeah, good night. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was a rattler, so I wanted to, mm. you know. So you see. wanted to do a uh, aggravated. <laughs> <I> wanted to <laughs> piss it off, right? Dab it on the head. And so <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I know, whacked man. it a couple times in the face, and uh, it went. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I wonder what he would do if I like slapped him a few times. <laughs> That's not a good idea. For mm. listeners out there, that was stupid. That's okay? what you need the Tinkera rod for down there. Yeah, well, I you had, really get it I out mean, there. yeah, it was. It was a spay rod, so it was 11 yeah. and a half feet long. There you go. And it, it worked well. The thing started coming at me, and I, I was uh, pretty quick on my feet. Went back to the river. <laughs> then I remembered I saw one swimming a few years back. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah. I can't get away I went, uh, I was up camping with my family, not on, on uh, Bryce Creek. Oh, and yeah. And just ran up river. Family was swimming and playing and so i'm like ah, i'm just gonna run up there and cast few and, and walked up there on the on, on the rocks and this snake i don't know what it was you know? <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter here's what i thought the other day i was like <coughs> if if a snake had one appendage like one arm even if it was like a like a stump you know <laughs> like i'd be 35 percent less scared of it yes absolutely <laughs> but i'd it be 45 percent yeah less scared of it. <laughs> but it doesn't so <laughs> but it jetted out into the river and i'm like uh, <laughs> let's head back yeah. so oh man unforgettable back to the experiences truck. I, i'm not sure that i could I, I could say i guess a fishing wise uh this last winter i caught an absolutely dime bright beautiful steelhead and um you know, I'd, I'd had some other experiences earlier in the day, but it was about 11, 11.30, and I was a long ways away from home. I was about three hours away from home, and I, I landed that fish, and I took a quick picture, and um, I went home. I had the rest of the day to fish. I just said, this, this it doesn't get any better than this, so I'm going. See you later. So that was pretty cool. That was fun. Every once in a while, I've done that several times, steelhead fishing, but never to that extent to where it was just a big bright fish you know 14 pound fish or so so is that your baby is that i mean is, is it, it you, well i mean is that, is that your favorite fish to, to uh um no my favorite oh steelhead 
Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, it's a, it's kind of the, the ultimate challenge. Um, you know, winter steelhead specifically. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're difficult to catch and they're fun to catch when you get them and, and they give you enough opportunities to keep you going. Right. If you got skunked every single time, or if you never got a grab, you, you wouldn't want to go. But, you know, once you kind of figure a few things out, you'll you'll consistently get grabs. And it's what you do with those grabs that that matters. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, huh, grabs. What, yeah. What's a grab? John, what's a grab? I, haven't had, I haven't had a grab in a long time <laughs> from a winter steelhead. He was uh, fish he, of a thousand casts, John. Yeah. You're 999. Yeah, see. You've got one more cast and you're going to go. I did. I, I did, saw. I did. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to interject real quick. I got introduced to a new species last weekend. Uh, I was out fishing with my uncle in upstate New York when I was back there, and uh, he hooked into a tiger muskie. That is a pretty wicked really? fish. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Looks like a northern pike body and, and wise, whatever, but the the coloration on that thing is pretty wicked. That's cool. Yeah. That's a really yeah, cool. Yeah, the thing just absolutely crushed a crankbait. Wow. It was like five feet from the boat. It was pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No steel leader or anything. But if it fought like a northern after it after it hook up, it just like one head shake and dead weight back yeah. to the boat. Never did make a run. So yeah. kinda lucked out, but yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the runs. That's what it's all about. The runs, the jumps, the the head shakes, the you know the insanity that steelhead bring you realize that you're you realize very quickly you're not in control absolutely yeah that's exactly it i think you know it's like a it's like folks that are unfortunately addicted to to drugs right they they don't want to be they want to lose a part of themselves and when you when you hook into it just a steelhead that's going to annihilate you and there's some kind of not so steadily steelhead right but a lot of the fish that we have here in oregon are truly magnificent and studly fish and you figure out real quick that man i don't know i i can't really do anything about this fish it kind of has to do its thing and hopefully tired itself out you know that's exactly it yeah yeah yep 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 nader what you learn the drug What'd you learn today, Nader? <laughs> What'd you learn? <laughs> Try to jump there. Cut yeah. you off guard. Yeah, you did. Uh, we can, you, you have this one opportunity to pass to another member of this podcast. That's <laughs> a bad idea, Nate. They could pass right back to you. Um, nope, no passbacks. Oh, Stamp no passbacks. <laughs> 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 no passbacks. Uh, Tough deal. <laughs> well, just from the time we spent up here today, uh, I've definitely learned it's worthwhile coming into a a fly shop and talking to people. Um, learned a lot already, and we, you know, we didn't get into the weeds very far. But looking forward to more conversations. And Good deal. Appreciate man. you having us up, Troy. Anytime, yeah, brother. Sure. Only you, though. The other guys. Can <laughs> True. Well, <laughs> that being said. Good day to you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the phone on speaker. He's, he's the only one that works, anyway. So let's be honest. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jake, uh, I learned that. Um, amidst some debate, even though, albeit maybe some of it's underlying, uh, there was some agreement 
uh, agreement that um, presentation and uh, location of said fly is more important than the fly itself. That's what I learned. I did learn that. And John's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> one, one A. <laughs> well. <laughs> how about, how about you, John? Uh, no, no, no. no. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Troy. What did I learn today? What did you learn or not learn? Um, you know what? I think I learned that... I think I learned anything outdoors can be related. Uh, I'm going to specify that a little better. Um, you, we all have a lot of the same experiences that are super cool, and and we get to enjoy creation, whether we're, you know, trying to ninja up on a elk or, you know, maybe spot a weary fish. We have this. We have a lot of the same experiences, and and we get to enjoy the same creation. And we we there's different strokes for different folks. And um, you know, I'm super super excited to just share those experiences with people that are like minded and that want to want to enjoy the outdoors. Nice. Wow. I know that, that was, was beautiful, deep. dude. Super. <laughs> that was deep. That was deep. That's not Jeez. where I'm going. <laughs> That's as deep as it gets. <laughs> uh, I learned that the attendance numbers for your pants optional fly tying class skyrocketed <laughs> yes. when your clients when, when knew, I took off my pants. No, when your clients knew that you were going to wear pants. Oh, <laughs> dang it! I was hoping you were going to go somewhere else. No, 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 no turtlenecks. No. All right, yeah. <laughs> Awesome, right. awesome. Well, Troy, um, uh, where where can where if people are listening? Where can they find you? You got a website, Instagram, Facebook, right? Yep, all the above. Uh, none of the above. I'm good at um, I'm good at mastering. <laughs> um, trying to do the social networking thing, like I think a lot of people are. But yeah, um, Watershed Fly Shop. Uh, at Watershed Fly Shop, we're there. Whether it be Facebook, Instagram, we have a website watershedflyshop.com or you can give us a call uh, can i say my number is that yeah yeah good idea i'm good old um, telephono yeah uh, yeah tell i prefer the telephone that's i know that's ancient and and uh that's where you get the good info though in mythology telephone right. numbers uh 541-207-3790 there you go right call on. up talk directly to troy as long as he's not fishing yeah, I could be fishing, so <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's good. We do have knowledgeable staff here yeah. as well. Awesome, right man. And, yeah. like, you know, if you want to uh, get a hold of the Crave, you want to, like, learn more about a certain topic or leave a review, good or bad, do it. Hopefully do good. It. Don't be a D-bag and leave yeah, a Yeah, no review, kidding, man. Because you don't actually know what you're talking about if it's a bad review. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Leave the honest <laughs> fly shop owner here. The, the, Get down to nitty gritty. That's right. Mm. That's right. Leave us some questions if you want uh, yeah. to hear more about certain aspects of fly fishing. For one, that we can uh, we circle back with Troy and and that's the cool thing we've talked about this uh, before. Questions to you before we like started the podcast. The three of us like, we we talked about like hey let's not pigeonhole ourselves into you know one thing. The cool the awesome thing about fishing and fly fishing is that it's 365 for the most part, really. I mean, you know, so 
um, as much as we love to hunt and, you know, get out, get after it um, for all species. I mean, that's a, it's a short window. It's a generally a fall window, you know, maybe some spring turkey hunting. But we're going to, you know, fill all that other time with fishing. So um, for sure, let us know what you want to hear. Yep. And we'll uh, if we don't have the answers by galley. We'll find him. We'll, we'll find him. That's right. Yeah, we'll talk to Troy. <laughs> <laughs> or, or count on him to find out who knows those answers. Right. So, right. Yeah. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Yep. Wait. Till wait. 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 Oh, I about, wait. I about cut bonus, it Bonus. Bonus. Bonus round? Bonus round. Oh, crap. So for anybody that already logged off, that's fine. <laughs> bonus round. <laughs> and maybe this will be an extra clip, but would you rather? I mean... Yeah, we did forget that. Yeah, I oh know. I looked at that, and uh, I'm like, eh. I looked at the uh, seven different options we had. I saw that on there, but. Okay. Uh, if you don't feel like it's worthy, then uh, we'll, we'll do it another day. I don't know. I, I I thought about, like, it'd be worthy, like, anybody who fly fishes, relatable. Okay. If you don't fly fish, they're not, they wouldn't, they wouldn't really, like. I got okay. So let's let's do another segment. We'll call Am it. I a fool to think that anybody is still listening to the podcast? <laughs> 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 yes, you are. Probably. Ah, uh, how about a, how about a new segment Beep. called uh, okay. Jack Wagon's Lingo? Um, Jack Wagon. Oh, Jack Wagon's okay. Lingo. Okay. Seems like keep me right off the, right off the very. <laughs> okay. The, right. I, okay. I that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right away when you said fishing poles, I need a fly fishing pole. Fly fishing pole. What? Uh, oh give me, give me some lingo that people walk in here with, and you're like, okay. Oh my man, gosh. Come on. <laughs> okay. Like what? Like, and I probably. Oh need man, it. I got you. Okay. I got you, buddy. Hit me. Like okay. Calling a fly or lure. So, <laughs> is the is that river pretty oh. deep? Okay. And what? Do you, I mean, okay, guys, come on. Is that river pretty deep? You get that a lot. A lot, believe me, and I'm going. Like I'm gonna go wait. Can I wait well, across it? <laughs> I mean, it kind of depends on where you are, bud. <laughs> is the river fast? So they're like, hey, That's I'm gonna go one. fish also the XYZ river. Yes, is and the river I'm fast? curious, is it a fast, deep river? So, can I get the fly <laughs> that's going to catch fish? Yeah. And I look at the boxes of flies we have, and I go, well. How many do you want? <laughs> yeah, they'll all catch some yeah, fish. Yeah, at some point they'll all catch fish, man. Why do we sell them if they don't catch fish? Right. But how random is how random is is that oh river my deep? Goodness. Oh wait, wait, wait! Here's the best in a fly shop. In a fly shop. Here we go. Drum roll. Boner. Do you have worms? <laughs> really? <laughs> every really almost every day. Wow. Are you kidding me? Not kidding. Well, question for you. <laughs> so I should be carrying Why worms, don't you start right? worms? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd, least, I'd, I'd be getting a box of worms a day. If I sold them for like nine bucks, I'd probably be all yeah. right. Like I do, but okay. <laughs> five so bucks a piece. So like yeah. color me ignorant. $2 per worm. But do they do they make, can you, have people tried, I'm sure. They, is there a worm fly out there? Or? Is there one fly? A worm. A oh, worm. yeah. A oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. There, there is. is. One worm, baby. I've, heard you've done that. I've dabbled. I have dabbled. There is a worm fly. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And it there does, is. And it does work. One worm. Well, there's, there's a lot of worm flies, actually. Mm-hmm. A lot of, and there's the San Juan worm. Well, if you think about it, I've any got a lot kind of, of larva pattern is also. Well, right. And, and, you know, the reality is the there are, you know, we're getting I think, I think it doesn't matter. Yeah. This is all bonus. We're not going to We're not going to hear this at all. There's 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 annelids, worms that exist yes, in yes, yes. in Lots river of system. Rivers. 
and during high water. water flow, a lot of that biomass <laughs> gets dislodged. And it's anyhow. like saying matter; it's everything, right? No, come on, biomass. Biomass, big deal. That means living matter, right? No. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> sure it does. No, it doesn't. No, because it, it can be deceased. Because it, it, oh, it's biomass. Okay, so it was alive. It biomass yeah. is under the umbrella of aquatic invertebrates. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as I was saying, if only the man could harness this in some other way. <laughs> I, I know, was for real. No, if so we could so get worm you flies. to be worm flies. Worm flies. It's legit. Absolutely. There's a there's a lot. There actually the patterns out there are getting very realistic. All right, it let's come let's like come back to worm flies. What other like you asked? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Whatever. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Open the what world. was the original question again? What I'm talking. What are the lingo like? Like garbage lingo. People come in and be like. I need a fishing pole. You got fishing poles or, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, whatever. Can uh, I get a fly pole? A, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a fly rod. Okay. Not Why a fly pole. Why it's a rod, not a pole? I don't know, but we're just, we're trying to, Not a fly you know, pole. It's not a fly pole. We're just trying to get <laughs> away from pole, Okay. <laughs> I don't know why it's even disgusting to me because I is probably that, is that said reserved? it the first time I asked for a fly rod. But it's a fly pole uh, generally uh, reserved for conventional tackle. Absolutely. Okay. And there it's okay, right? But even yeah. there, it's kind of like, eh. You're rod. You're going to call it a rod, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I think, I think yeah. I My think son can call it a pole at some point. Sure. But even even at age three, I'm like, listen, the son, yeah. you've been yeah. around long enough. Don't say that again, all right? <laughs> the, you're getting a spanking. Yeah. <laughs> you embarrass me. The savvy, yeah, the even, I mean, the savvy, I mean, I'm included in this, you know, the savvy gear fisherman I know because I do gear fish. I would, I, they, yeah, if you call it a pole, you know, you get the look. I'm like, no, it's not a pole, dude. It's a rod. Yeah. There's no Mickey Mouse on this. It's a rod. <laughs> Is there is, is there, there a, is there a particular uh, piece of gear that if you're out on the water, you're out on the river, and you see a guy using, you make a certain assumption about bobbers. said guy, like like a bobbers, like an actual bobber, like a, like a like, like, like oversized bobbers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the like red and white, not to be confused uh, spring with fed indicators. bobber, yes, the, the spring fed bobber on a river. I'm talking about uh, the, the big red bobbers and, and round ones. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. For trout, I mean, for trout fishing, when they're using a huge oversized bobber, yeah, and like, okay, you get a bite, you couldn't even tell that. Uh, uh, quick story, back on one of my home rivers, down to the salmon hole in fall, we were crushing the chinook on bobber and eggs, right? Just, I mean, we were having <coughs> 20, 30 fish mornings. They wow. were stacked in these holes. Mm. It was great fishing. On spin gear. Huh. Yeah, spinning gear. Yeah, bobber and eggs. Or, yeah. Correct yeah. bobber and eggs. <laughs> and there was a local guy there who was maybe a little senile. Jury's out. <laughs> <laughs> he he would throw a big plastic white bobber. Was he catching fish? With about six inches underneath oh. to a big, like, size six bang tail. Uh. <laughs> And he would retrieve it. What's a bang tail? Like a bucktail? Uh, like a rooster tail. Okay, like a gotcha. spinner. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. yep. Oh, okay. boy. And he That's would retrieve struggle. it across the surface. <laughs> and were fish coming after that thing? No, he oh, didn't catch it. squat. <laughs> and dang he it. Was, he was he devoted to it. He's like, and he, I remember him Did he saying, have it tipped with a nightcrawler? No, I just remember <laughs> saying, you just wait. This is going to catch on one of these <laughs> days. This is going to be dynamite. And the guy would literally fish that all the time. And he must have caught a fish on it at one. It was probably a coho he caught. Yeah, absolutely. But... Uh, yeah, my dad and I would just shake our heads, just like, man, wow. That's what about 
What about Metolius guy? That's a worthy story, by the way. Go. Uh, Metolius guy with the with the brookie. Brown trout. <laughs> brown trout. Remember? Oh, brown trout. Brookie. What? It, oh, well, there's bulls in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you better tell it because you were upset. You were ticked off. I was a little upset. I'm not gonna lie. Troy so bowed through. Did he get snobbish? No, I wasn't no. the snobbish one. He was. This guy was. This guy had, was rocking. Not to stereotype guys, fish with bamboo, but. Because bamboo's freaking awesome. And by bamboo the way. is cool. Yeah. But this guy was. You're not cool unless you use bamboo. This guy was like, yeah, you see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a brown trout. You okay. See? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so John and I were actually having a pretty darn good day on the old Metolius River. True. We were, we were doing well. It took us a little bit because it was <laughs> zero degrees, I think, when cold. we started. It was cold. <laughs> it was cold. Freaking freezing. And, uh,. So we go down. We'd caught some fish. We'd been fortunate. I actually caught a brown trout, the first and only brown trout I've ever caught out of that river. John caught a brown trout that day too. We got two browns. Did True. you? You did. You caught I a did. brown trout. I did. On the retrieve of the golden stone. Yes, I did. It was on the swing. <laughs> <laughs> not a true. That's funny. Anyways, See, okay, it's, it's, it's I'm terrible. Not, I know it's fly fishing lingo, but you'll, yeah. you you got to get there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what a douchebag! Oh oh, can god. you believe it? He was still retrieving. <laughs> well, this story it. is going nowhere. <laughs> this story is going nowhere because of that simple statement. We're to. I just uh, acted like the biggest. All I'm doing stuff. is relating to <laughs> the listeners. They're like these guys are relationable. Catch it the true way <laughs> of drifting the fly. It wasn't the true way. <laughs> okay, how, what is the true way? And like, you know, okay, like, okay, like, okay. like, like, like. Okay, uh, so he he cast it upstream, and we were throwing indicators. Not a bobber, because which fly are fishing. glorified <laughs> bobbers, right? <laughs> right. We're right. throwing indicators. It's the winter. Fish aren't freaking hitting the surface, so we're throwing indicator rigs. And he he catches one as the indicator was kind of swinging through rather than drifting, dead drifting through on a nice level plane, which is what we're trying to do. But he, you know, it, the like flight it passed that your, point. That's and right. And right. it came up and okay. drifted As up. you're swinging, you're adding more drag to the indicator. Right. It's, it's so not it's natural whatsoever. No so fish in the right mind in a pressured column. fishery would ever bite that. Right. Yeah. Except this one. Yeah. Except, right. Except this brown trout. John I was putting the magical... You know, he put some. On he put some egg juice on the fly. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> he stink bait. Yeah, yeah he put some stink bait. Um, it's juicing. But uh, anyways, so then I caught a brown trout shortly after that, right? <coughs> I, I, you caught yours first, then I caught mine. I'm pretty sure that's way first and b- biggest. I think. Yeah, mine was bigger than his. But anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not a big deal. You know, it's just. It's a common. It's just the only deal. It's a kay. common theme between him and I. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, I, I, and uh, which and is amazing we because he's never on the sticks. Bam. We were we were we it's were karma, not baby. Fishing. It's karma. We were not fishing from a boat that day. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 we were bank fishing. Right. We were bank Okay, and then uh, and Troy was on my stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All day long. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be edited out. No, we're gonna use it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went downriver, and we saw the guy in the tweed hat. <laughs> tweed hat? Was it a tweed hat? Uh, what do they call those cab driver hats? Yeah. Nate's it got one right here. It's here, like a it painter's, it painter's hat. No, it's not a painter's hat. They call it something. It's a, it's a pub hat. No, it's a different hat than that. But it's the same idea, but it's the douche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's douchey. 
No, so it's got it's got one on each side, kind of. Yeah. Oh, anyway, oh, I believe he had a creel. Up. Hey, did trapper. he have a creel? A he, he did. He had a creel, which is odd because nobody keeps any fish there. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, why do you have a creel? Maybe he put his fly boxes in there or something. <laughs> and he had two bamboo yeah. rods. He had a two-handed bamboo rod, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. And then yeah. a single-handed. I actually commented that, hey, that's cool. You got a two-handed ba- bamboo rod. That's cool. And, uh, and then he, oh, you said, frankly, Sean, I don't give a damn. <laughs> How has the fishing been for you guys? No. So well, was, honestly, was he English or? No. Man, we just, just like to think he was. He was just a jerk. <laughs> uh, you know, it's been pretty good. We weren't trying to be a jerk about it by any means. It's been pretty good. We've caught several fish, and, you know, we caught some brown trout, actually. Oh, really? Are you sure it was a brown trout? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm, it was a brown trout, yeah. Well, because there's bull trout in here. Oh, you my know. gosh. Dead serious. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. No, it was a brown trout. Well, if you look at the colors of a bull trout and a brown trout, buddy, it was a freaking brown trout. All right? <laughs> and that's how it ended right there. Wow. <laughs> but it kind that of. That bothered you the rest of the day. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it Who does did. that guy think he is? <laughs> Like, I know what a freaking brown trout is. Like, gosh, dang it. Like, uh, it I tell you what, that guy fit the, the unfortunate stereotype yeah. of the fly fisherman. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, guy yeah. fit it to a T. He was even driving a Subaru. 